Happy Feast Day. As we gather today, of course, we celebrate All All Saints Day. And it is a feast that's relatively late in the church's history, not as late as as some other other feasts that we might have, especially of the saints. Uh, But this date uh, is relatively late. Uh, All Saints Day was first celebrated in 609. Uh, but it was in May, May 13th, if I remember right, as the Parthenon, or Par- Pantheon, sorry, Pantheon was dedicated to Mary and all the apostles. But a hundred and some years later, uh, the Pope dedicated a church to all saints, uh, seeing that there was something good about remembering all the saints. And of course, you know, in the 700s, there weren't quite as many as there are now. Thank- thankfully, we can trust in that. In fact, uh, I read a little article that St. John Paul II canonized more saints than there had been canonized in the 500 years before him, combined. So we have a lot more saints, and young saints, old saints, uh, uh, saints that are relatively obscure to us, perhaps, and saints that are well-known, maybe well-known because we have a special connection to them. I know our youth, especially anytime there's somebody under 20, they just gravitate towards those. Uh, I think we should too. We had on Thursday, Blessed Cara, who who is, God willing, will be uh, canonized shortly, but she died of uh, cancer, and she she died in 19... 89 or something like that. She was uh, just a half a year older than I am, so you know, I got a long ways to go. But what we celebrate today is not just the saints that the church has formally recognized, of which there's over 10,000. We don't have the exact number because unfortunately, sometimes uh, the uh, certain ones were recognized, but there's not a whole lot um, besides legend about them. And so what what the church can tell us is there's over 10,000. But it's not just those 10,000 plus that are recognized, but even those that are not recognized, those that will not be recognized. Will not be recognized just simply because they lived ordinary lives, but lived them in such an extraordinary way that they snuck under the radar, perhaps. Perhaps we, without knowing, have rubbed elbows with some of these saints, especially those of us who are older, who have had maybe uh, other experiences and other places. Not saying none of you are saints or anything like that, but the more widely we travel, the more widely we get to know people, the more we might have rubbed elbows with somebody that is not recognized, will not be recognized. So it's not just the St. John Paul II's or the uh, St. Mother Teresa's or the St. Edith Stein's or Padre Pio's that we honor, but maybe our grandparents, great-grandparents, those who have had parents pass. And there's something comforting about this feast. And what I find most comforting is when I look at the lives of the saints, and not that I uh, read know everything about every saint that there ever is, has formally been recognized, but uh, there's enough of them that I can tell you one thing with absolute certainty. I have not found one saint who is a duplicate of another saint. 
They were authentically themselves in a way that God created them, that God called them to be very authentic to themselves, each different, each understanding their role and their, their time and place. And so as each of us is different in our own ways, there should be a sense of we too are called. And the other thing I recognize about the saints is there is a beauty that when you study the lives of the saints, you see a pattern start to form. And very tough times when things seem dark, when the church seems almost lost, God raises up great and holy men and women. Think of the Protestant Reformation, St. Charles Bermeo, St. Teresa of Avila, St. John of the Cross, St. Ignatius of Loyola. That's just to name a few. Or during the French uh, Revolution, and when there was a, was a rejection and repudiation of the faith, how God called saints there too. St. Margaret Mary Alacoque, St. John Vianney. Or during the Holocaust, and some of our more recent memories, St. Maximilian Colby, St. Edith Stein, many others, that when things seem dark, God raises up holy men and women to respond to his call, and they help us. I've been listening to a, a commentator lately, and he he's, talks about politics, but uh, he's been repeating and repeating and repeating, and it's true. Bad times make good men, good women. Good women make good times. Good times make weak people. I think there's a truth there, and I, I just pray to God we can break the cycle one day and just get better and better and better. But I know ultimately that occurs only in God's kingdom. As we gather today, we not, not only honor those that have been recognized and those that are unrecognized, but perhaps we ourselves hear the call of God a little bit deeper that while we are gathered here in this church, and we know that it's not just us. It's not just the 10,000 plus who have been recognized, the countless angels and festal array, as Hebrews tells us, but it's all the unrecognized. And that someday, too, if we're faithful, if we respond to God's call in our life, it will be us, too, because we're all called to be saints. Still didn't, I ran across a quote yesterday by a saint, and I can't remember which one it was, but I know it was a woman who said, you can either be a saint or not be a saint. You can't be half a saint. Let us be saints, living ordinary lives in extraordinary ways, living the faith of Jesus Christ in ways that inspire, that lead, and maybe ways that are hidden but ways nonetheless important.